Hello, welcome back to the Content and Cafecito podcast. This is your host, Kathy Keaton. And what is up, you guys? What is up? Um, I I am exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I always come on here and identify an ailment that I'm having, right? Um, but yeah, I'm tired. I'm really tired. Um, this past weekend was extremely cold, so I didn't do a lot this past weekend. No, what am I talking about? I lie, I'm lying. I went to um, my sister's house. I got together with my family and we had a little like dinner party, which was super cool. Um, it's always nice to like get together with family and I miss them so much. So it was so cool to get together. So, um, yeah, so we had dinner. It was nice to just chill out. And honestly, like... Have you ever, like, for those of you who are either married or, like, living on your own and not living with your family anymore, when you go visit them, it's like a reset. Like, it really, like, helps you to, like, it's like self-care, right? Like, it's like a form of self-care. I don't know. It could be just me, but I'm very close to my family. Um, We're very close-knit, like, little Latino home. (laughs) So I'm very... um very close to them so it was really nice to see them but yeah and um on sunday i just chilled out um i had had too much fun on saturday so yeah i was just chilling out on sunday because my stomach was hurting a little bit but it was so far like a chill weekend but honestly i cannot believe like today is wednesday like i can't believe today's wednesday because it literally feels like the entire week has gone by that's how like that's how busy Monday and Tuesday have been. Like, I don't know what's going on at work. You know what it is? I think because we're going into the holiday season, everybody's taking off, everybody's going on vacation. So everybody wants to get like their appointments in, you know, before the um the year comes, like the new year. So, you know, they're trying to get that trying to take advantage of that deductible, which I don't blame them. <laughs> so yeah, but work has been like super busy, but Speaking of work, now that I'm here, because I feel like I have to vent real quick. So not about my job in particular, because as you know, if you're new here, I am a healthcare worker and I work in a hospital, work nine to five. I work a hybrid schedule. So sometimes I work on site, sometimes I work at home. And because of the pandemic, well, through the pandemic, actually, um, I have fallen in love with working from home. So every time that I work in the office, I hate it. <laughs> but but yeah, like I need to work from home. And you know the thing, it's every year or not even every year, like I work in New York. So that should just tell you enough. For people who are you New Yorkers and people who work in New York, you know exactly what I mean by that. It is so expensive to travel to New York for work. It's so expensive to live in this area, by the way. But my sister actually told me the other day, like the poverty line is at like $100,000 a year. And if you are an average Joe like me, you don't make $100,000 a year. So obviously, like everybody out here is just trying to live a life. Everybody out here is just trying to survive. And it's not easy to do so in the tri-state area. So we really want to move out like we really want to move out of this area the thing is that I need to get a remote job like 
So there's two reasons why I want to work remote. One is because, yes, it is super cost effective if you're working from home. You know, the only thing you're doing is like paying for Wi-Fi and like maybe for your equipment that you need. Or if the job provides it to you, then that's perfect. Um, And I have a laptop already at home, so I can just use that. Um, But then on the other hand, it's like it's much safer. It's way more like crime in the tri-state area has gone up so much it's like almost maybe i think it's gone to like every day or every other day that somebody's either getting hurt or murdered or something in either the trains or on the street like in broad daylight too like people don't care if it's dark now people would literally like bright daylight rob people or murder them or like hurt them in the train tracks and i commute to work by myself so it's like i know listen I <laughs> I grew up in the Bronx, so I have been around my fair share of fights and stuff, but um I'm not trying to get murdered going to work. Like it's not worth it to me. So not only that, but it's like the pandemic really put things into perspective where like I really want to be safe at home. Like I feel the safest in my home with my husband and my dog and just in my bubble and the pandemic has also made it so um easily accessible for you to be able to not have to leave your house for a few days like if you want to get groceries you just order your groceries if you want to get food you just order your food um if you need to like maybe the only thing i really need to go do is like my laundry and like take ollie to um the groomer or the vet but that's pretty much it. Like anything else, I can do everything from home. And I really enjoy that. So the thing, the reason why I wanted to vent is because for the past few months, I've been wanting to like ha- like do this transition over to fully remote work for a while. And for the past three months, I have been looking like avidly searching for remote work. I've been searching on ZipRecruiter, on LinkedIn, and on Indeed. Those have been like my three main sites. And sometimes like it would lead me to like other sites that are um, like external sites that are like either the actual company's website or whatever. I've looked on TikTok for recommendations of remote work and I am running into a dead end. Like either the job would be advertised as fully remote and I would find out that it's hybrid, which doesn't work for me. Or it would be a job that's fully remote, but it'll be a contract position. And honestly, at my age, I need to have full time. I need to have something that has guaranteed benefits because healthcare and healthcare insurance is very important. Um, yeah, so I need something that's going to be full time remote, like it's going to be a salaried remote position that has benefits. Um And or I would find something that has all of the above, but they're paying like minimum wage. And it's like, okay, if I was like desperate and I was like 10 years younger, I would be taking anything. I'd be like, yeah, like I don't care if it's $15 an hour, I'll take it. And I'm like, I'm not at that time in my life now. I am in my 30s. I have way over 15 years of experience and I am way too old and too experienced to be getting paid minimum wage. Like you can't even live off of minimum wage in this city. So that shouldn't even be a consideration when they're offering a job like that. So what I think is that 
like I will receive things that will be like, oh, um, we already filled this role, whatever. So they don't want to hire me because maybe I don't have a bachelor's, which is a subject for another day. Because honestly, that just really doesn't even make sense. But I also think, and my mom was actually telling me this, that they think I'm overqualified. So they don't even want to even consider interviewing me because they know that they can afford to pay me what I'm worth. Which is like a compliment, but then it's like, damn, like I need to work somewhere. So if you're listening to this and you know of your company or anybody else's company that is hiring or looking for someone um, for either office work or a remote customer type of care specialist or a remote office coordinator or project coordinator or even a virtual assistant that's completely remote, that is full time with benefits um, and the salary is negotiable, then definitely send me their information because your home, your girl is looking for a, a, a job so that I can finally move out of my house. Um, so yeah, that is my PSA, basically. So I'm asking y'all for help because at this point, like it needs to get out there. So yeah, if you know anybody that is hiring or that is looking for even a virtual assistant, like I would love the virtual assistant life because I would love to work um, and make my own hours and work from home and work for a client. Like I would love that. That's like the dream. Um, but I would like something that is salaried at this point by a company or by maybe like a major client that has his own like firm or brand or business because I do need health insurance. So that's that. But speaking of like businesses, this episode today is the steps, like my, my iconic, not iconic. (laughs) I think I get that word a lot from, um, from the toast, the girl with no job, the podcast. I think I get that from a lot, but literally this, um, this episode is the, my three most important steps you need when you're starting a business, like from scratch. Right. So I wanted to get into this today because I know that I am at a point in my business where I'm still considered a newbie. You know, I started in January, um, my, the, my independent business on my own. I started in January and I'm still considered a newbie. But because I am in the world of like social media and strategy and content and because I actually help my clients one on one start, grow and scale their businesses, I thought that it would be really cool for me to break that down for you. And I have put a poll on my Instagram and I asked you which episode you wanted to hear today. And this had the most votes, like by a landslide, because I put it on both Instagrams, my personal one and also the podcast Instagram. So if you're not following me on Instagram, follow it at Content and Cafecito Podcast because you need to be up to date on my episodes. <laughs> and I want to be able to interact with you and meet you and get to you, get to know you, all of that. So I'm going to go into the steps that you need, the three most major steps you need when starting a business. It's not really steps because I wouldn't think that, I don't think that they need to be in a specific order, but they are definitely the three first things that you should do when you are starting a business, right? So the first one is to identify what you're actually selling, right? So identify what do you want to sell or offer, whether that's a product or a service, what is it? And what is under the umbrella? So the first 
the first two are kind of together. This is why I told you that it's not really steps. It's just like the things you need, right? So what do you want to sell and offer or offer? And what is under the umbrella of your service? So like what is included in your service? So for example, I am a social media strategist, right? Um, so I am offering client services. So I help clients grow, start, grow, and scale their businesses. And I help them to turn their passions into profit. I help them to turn that idea that they had into a business for new business owners. And I also help existing business owners grow their current business online using Instagram and other social media strategies, right? So that is what I do. But the umbrella that includes it, so everything underneath that is content. So content meaning creating, editing, repurposing content, right? The ins and outs of content, like what you should post, when you should post it, who you should post it for, all of these things, like that's included in content, right? Um, that's, that's actually the creation of content. And then content strategy, understanding your insights, understanding your analytics, um, engagement, followers, your reach, your peak time, all of that. I'm also, I also include time management and setting boundaries with imposter syndrome because burnout is something that I was recovering from. And this also goes into the other thing that you need, which is your target audience, which I'm going to explain in a minute. But um, that is a tier underneath the umbrella of the service that I'm offering, as well as um, hacks like how to's and certain like tips and tricks of things that you can do on Instagram and Canva as well. So basically, that is a summary of like what I do. So you need to have a really good understanding of what you're selling because if you don't have a clear understanding of what you're selling, your audience won't either. If you're confused, your audience is confused. And that's like a rule of thumb on Instagram or even in business in general. If you are confused about what you're selling and what your offer is, your audience is going to be confused too because you're not going to know how to explain it in a way that they're going to understand it. And that leads me to kind of the one of the other things that you need, which is identifying your target audience. And I know that you hear this all the time. It's a buzzword, your target audience, your niche audience, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to get into why you don't need a niche because I have the post on that on my Instagram. Um, and we can do that in another episode. But your target audience is basically the people that you want specifically to see your product or service, right? So basically, your target audience is going to be that person that you want to help. Because let's be real, there are millions of people on Instagram. You don't want to help millions of people. In a perfect world, that'd be great. But you don't want to help millions of people. You want to help certain people because only certain people are your target audience. Only certain people are your ideal client, right? This episode is sponsored by my one-on-one private mentorship program, Passion to Profit. Have you ever had that burning desire to convert your idea into a business, but you didn't know where to start? That's what Passion to Profit is for. Together, we'll work on your business plan, professional website, and your offers and services for your clients. And you know, I'm going to include some social media in there and also content creation to make sure that you get your business out there. 
You can choose from either my three or six month program and have me as your guide to start the business of your dreams, all while navigating through imposter syndrome and recovering from burnout. And for my podcast listeners, anyone that listens to this podcast and is interested in joining the Passion to Profit program will receive $100 off of admission using the code PASSION. So make sure that you DM me the code PASSION. Let me know that you are a listener of this podcast at Content and Cafecito Podcast. And we'll talk about how we can start the business of your dream. Now let's get back to the episode. So in the terms of if you have a service, right? If you have a service... For example, I am a social media strategist and I have a target audience of women that are millennials that work a nine to five and run a business around it because I want to help them to learn how to optimize their limited time to be able to start, grow and scale their business. Now, that's not to say that if somebody comes and is attracted to my content and wants um, to work with me and I see that they're a fit, that I'm not going to work with them. That's not saying that. But what I'm saying is that the content that I'm creating is going to be targeted toward the people that I want to help. So think about it. And if you're taking notes, this is a perfect thing to like pause this podcast and like really think about who are you and who do you help? You don't have to label yourself a certain way, but it will help, especially if you are running your business on Instagram. And we're going to get into that tip next, but try to sum up one sentence that summarizes who you are and who you help. And a good way to think about it is think about who you were before you started this business. So if you take, for example, myself, I was an overworked millennial, I'm still a millennial though, but (laughs) an overworked millennial that was burned out because she was running a business and working her nine to five and had no time management and no boundaries, right? So that is the person that I want to help because I was able to get myself out of it. So that's a perfect thing for you to do. So let's say you haven't gotten the first step, right? Let's say you don't know what you want to sell or offer, but you know you want to start a business. Think about where you were 10 steps ago or where you were even five steps ago, who you were last year, who you were six months ago. What is something that you can teach someone how to do because you were able to get yourself out of it? And can you lay out those steps for them? And if you guys want to, I can actually do another full episode on tips that you need to bring your business idea to life, like how to choose a business idea and all of that. I can do another episode on that, but that's really important to identify because the only way that you're going to be able to create actual, relatable, and attractive content and attract your target audience is if you know who they are. If you are trying to reach everyone, you're going to reach no one. And I learned that the hard way because I used to create content in the beginning of my business and also when I was in the MLM um, that wasn't specific toward anyone. It was just like, listen, these are my results. And if you want to come get it. And that's not the way to market. That's not the way to market yourself. Because there'll be that person that people, what it is, 
The nitty gritty of it all and the real talk of it all is that people want to think that you are speaking directly to them. Because if you are speaking directly to someone, that's your target audience. Have you ever been scrolling on Instagram and you see somebody's live or you see someone's stories or you see a post and you read it and you feel like that person is talking directly to you? Chances are you are that person's target audience and you, you coming off, um, you coming across that piece of content is the reason why they posted it because they knew that you were their target audience. You are the person that they're trying to reach, which is why you followed them in the first place because you were attracted to their content. It's all related. You see that? Like it's all related. If you create content that attracts your ideal client, your ideal client is going to be attracted to your um to your content and will engage with your content, will end up um, messaging you saying that they want more information on your offers or your services or your products, whatever. But even and even if you have a product, yes, I'm a service based um I'm a service based mentor, but I used to sell products. Not every product is for everyone. So if you have a product, identify who your product is for. Is your product to, um, targeted to moms? Is your product targeted to only women? Maybe only women of a certain age. Is your product targeted to kids? Or maybe if it's targeted to like, maybe if it's skincare, is your product only for people with hyperpigmentation? Is it only for people with um, rosacea? Maybe it's for people with eczema, with really dry skin. Or maybe it's with people with troubled skin. Or you can even take it a step further and maybe you have natural products. Maybe you want to, um, your target audience could be people who want to enter the world of natural products and don't want so many chemicals in their products. Or people who are transitioning from having all of these harsh chemicals in their daily products and they want to switch to something more natural and holistic. You have to have someone in mind when you are either creating an offer or creating a product. You have to have somebody in mind because when you envision that person, even if it's your old self, when you envision that person, you are going to come across in social media so much more attractive and and your target audience would be so much more attracted to your content. I hope that made sense. I know I can sound like I'm rambling sometimes, but that is very, very important. While I don't think that you need a niche and you don't need to niche down, niche down, niche down, I do think that you need to identify who you're talking to. And it doesn't have to be so, so, so specific. Like you don't have to be like, oh, only 21 year olds. Like, okay. (laughs) But I mean, if that's you, that's you. But I'm saying you will have more success in your business if you identify who your target audience is and keep them in mind whenever you are creating your content or creating your offers. So we have identifying your, what exactly you are selling or offering, right? What is under the umbrella of your product or service? Identify who your target audience is. And this might seem like something that I would not recommend, or it might seem like something that might be a little like, I don't know, unpopular, but I mean, that's why I have a podcast. (laughs) But you also want to secure your Instagram name. 
And a few years ago, I would have thought this was very stupid. A few years ago, I would have been like, okay, Instagram name is not that deep. But actually, it is. You would be very surprised at, like I was talking to you guys earlier about me applying for jobs. There are job applications that ask you for your social media handles. Especially if you have a business, they want to see your social media handles. They want to see not only the content that you're posting on social media, but they want to see how professional you are. If you have an Instagram name that has a lot of like up and down letters, like capital letters and lowercase letters and um, dots and, and semicolons, like it's too much. So you want to make sure that your Instagram name looks as professional as possible, but also is easy to remember. You know how many people, they were like, oh, do you follow this person? I'm like, who? And they'll be like, oh, their username is this and that. And I'm like, what? I don't even remember people's usernames. I, my username is my name. It's me, Kathy K. That's just my name. I couldn't put Kathy Keaton because I think it was like somebody had it because the name is really common. So I think somebody had it. But yeah, mine is it's me, Kathy K. That's just my because the thing is. My name is not going to change. It's not. So if you're going by like an alias or you're using like your old MySpace name or your old AOL email, like change it. Now, this might seem like another unpopular opinion, but I do not think that you need to create an entire new Instagram for your business page. I don't think you do. Now, if you are the type that you have a really solid personal page and you want to keep your personal page personal, then that's fine. You can create a whole new Instagram name just for your business. That's perfectly fine. But... If you are pivoting in your business or you maybe started a business and weren't sure of it, or maybe you're not really that active on your Instagram, then just change your username and start, pretend you're starting fresh, but keep that Instagram. Because listen, the algorithm is going to reset once you start making different types of content. And introduce it to your audience. Be like, hey guys, I'm starting this new business venture. Um... Make sure you add me to your favorites, anything like that to market yourself so that they're aware that once they see this new Instagram username popping up, that they know that it's not spam or a bot or somebody like trying to troll you or troll them. And so they know to support. That's one reason. The other reason is that Instagram has become the new Google. So the SEO, which it stands for search engine optimization, in Instagram is real. So in your bio and your name, and I have a whole breakdown of um, of this on my It's Me, Kathy K Instagram, your whole bio in your name and anything that you put in your Instagram name, in your bio, in anything in that area, you're able to search for it and it will come up. You know how in Google you search for a word and anything with that word comes up? Instagram is the same way. So I guarantee you, if you go into your Instagram app right now, like I even dare, I even like want you to do it while you're listening to this podcast, open up your Instagram app, go to the explore page and go to the search bar and type in the word content or type in the word content and podcast in the same, um, in the same like sentence or type in the word 
actually type in the word social media strategist. Everyone who has social media strategist in their name or in their bio is going to come up in the search results. And I guarantee that you're going to see me under there. It's me, Kathy K. You're going to see me under there. I may not be the first one, but I'll be there. Because your name is searchable. And anything that you put in your bio is searchable. So am I seeing like something really small? But having a name that is memorable and also having keywords in your bio is very smart when you are starting your business. That's why you have to identify what is under the umbrella of your service or your product because those keywords that are under your umbrella, you may want to put in your bio. And like I said, I have a whole guide on my um, business page that has all of the things that you need when you're starting your business. It has like a breakdown of what you need in your bio and all of that. So um, I will link it actually in the show notes for you so that you can like easily access it. But SEO is super, super, super smart when you're marketing your business. And I didn't know that until this year, until I pivoted into my own business and I realized like, wow, like Instagram is searchable. Like I need to take advantage of this. You do. I'm going to go through other like content strategies and other um, in another episode when I talk about like hashtags and all of that stuff. Um, But it's very important to use Instagram SEO to your best advantage. You have no idea the opportunities that can come from you starting your business on Instagram. And it might seem like, yeah, if Instagram shuts down, you're not going to have a business. Obviously, there are certain systems that you can put in place that will keep you safe and keep your data safe and also back up your data and be able to like contact people that are off of Instagram. Like there's other there's other avenues that you can do for that. But for the most part, if you are starting your business from scratch, these are the things that you should remember. So let's recap. These are the things that you should remember. So you have to identify what you want to sell and offer. What is your product or service? What is it? And what falls under it? The umbrella of your product or service, what falls under it? You also want to identify who your target audience is, who are you trying to help, and who are you? Try to sum it up in one sentence. And that sentence can be put in your bio. And secure your your Instagram name. Maybe if your Instagram name, um, when you're trying to secure it, let's say it's taken and you tried like so many different variations of it, try putting a period in between a word. I mean, I'm sorry, in between two words or maybe um, an underscore either at the beginning or at the end of your name to see if that works. But if not, then... um, Try to generate something um, online. I know that sometimes they have like if you Google like generate professional Instagram name or Instagram handle, they can show you like what is available and what's not. Um, and you can try to figure it out from there. Sometimes it does take trial and error though, but it's really important. And so also make sure it's professional and make sure that you use the SEO in bio and in your bio and in your name as well. And these are just the baby steps of it, right? These are just the first starting points. Once you have this, the possibilities are endless. 
because then the fun part begins. Then you can start creating content. Then you can start marketing yourself. You can start making that content that will really be um, speaking to your target audience. Then you start getting excited about the content that you're going to make. Like once you have this this foundation set, it's like it's over now. Like you can do anything. That's the beauty of starting your business on Instagram. And that shows that shows you that it is not impossible. It's possible to do it. It might seem like starting a business is so hard and there's so many steps and there's so many things to think about and it's so stressful. But honestly, yes, it is a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. It is a lot of work. And sometimes I do feel like giving up. But it's so worth it when you stick to it. It's so worth it when you have somebody guiding you to show you the ropes, to show you literally and break it down step by step. So no, you don't have to do everything at one point. But these are basically the foundation of what you need whenever you are bringing that idea and and literally transforming it into a business. And this is exactly what I help my clients with. I lay everything out for them. So if you find yourself like needing some assistance, then definitely hit me up. Um, But I would love for you guys to provide some feedback. I would love to like see your little like mini business plan. I would love to see what are the offers that you have? What are you selling? um, Who your target audience is? Even if you just want to comment it um, on the podcast or you just want to actually like DM me at Content and Cafecito Podcast and let me know like, what your service is, even if you already have a business, it's always good to go back to the basics and go back to your foundation and make sure that you're like cleaning stuff up, make sure that you are being very clear and what your, who your target audience is, what your content is saying, like what's under the umbrella of your service. And maybe you want to add some things, right? Maybe your business has expanded and you want to add some things under your service, or maybe you want to change some things. Maybe you want to take some stuff out that no longer works for you. That's okay. But as long as it's clear in your content, right? As long as it's clear in your business and your audience knows exactly what's going on. Because you always want to be clear to your audience. You never want to be confused or confusing because once your audience is confused, confused people don't buy. Listen, if I go to a sales page or I go to the website and there's too many words on it or there's too many things going on and they don't know what they're talking about. I'm not purchasing nothing and I'm pressing the X and I'm leaving. And that's exactly what your audience is going to do. They're going to hit the unfollow button or they're going to un- they're going to exit out of your profile and they're not going to want to buy anything from you if you're confused. So as long as you're clear, your audience is going to be clear. I cannot wait to see your feedback. I cannot wait to see your like mini business plans. And yeah, definitely feel free to DM me. I am so like looking forward to this podcast and I'm so thankful for, I was like looking at the analytics the other day because you know I'm a nerd and I saw that so many of you have downloaded this podcast. So many of you have followed it. I am so thankful and I even got like a message this morning, yesterday actually. I got a message yesterday where um, a girl wanted to refer one of her clients to me as a guest on the podcast and I am so excited I have so many guests that are lined up actually which is crazy to think like guests really but I have so many guests that are lined up to speak on the podcast I have um my sister 
um, that I want to bring her on. And also my mom, because, you know, she's doing her little entrepreneurial thing and having her little business. So um, she's actually going to come on too. And also a few other guests. So I am actually really excited for where this podcast is going and none of it will be possible without your help. So please do not forget to give me a rating on Apple and on Spotify um, and let me know what you think of the podcast because I love hearing your feedback. I love it when you guys let me know what you're thinking because that helps me to create more content like this. It helps me to come on here and have fresh ideas, to come on here and really speak to you like we're literally sitting in the living room drinking coffee. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, coffee update, coffee update, coffee update. So I only drink Cafe Bustelo. Occasionally, yes, I drink Starbucks, but when I'm home, my home coffee of choice is Cafe Bustelo. That's how I always have been. I am Puerto Rican and Dominican. And if you are Latina, then you know that we've had Cafe Bustelo when we were having like breast milk. It just is what it is, right? So for the longest time, um, me and my husband don't have a coffee maker. We just have a kettle. So we just like boil water and just like put like either instant coffee or we put like tea or whatever. So we always have gotten... um. Cafe Bustelo, like the instant one that comes in like the the glass can. It's like a it's like a can. How do I describe it? It's like a con- a glass container, right? It's not really a can. It's like a glass container. And we have gotten it like ever since we got married and moved here. So like 4 years ago. All of a sudden, the beginning of this year, they stopped selling it in ShopRite and I was like, "Um, where's the coffee?" They didn't have it, and I'm like, "No, no, no." This can't be happening. So what I did is I found like the little, what is it called? You know how Crystal Light comes in like those little skinny packs? They have those for Cafe Bustelo. So I bought like three boxes of them. But between me and me and Terrell having like um, coffee every day, like those are, that's gone in a few days. So I'm like, where the hell am I going to find this Cafe Bustelo? So I finally like bit the bullet and like paid twice the price for it on Amazon Fresh. And I was like, I need, I need my coffee. Like, I'm confused. I looked today on, I randomly looked on Walgreens, which is so random. I looked on Walgreens and they have it for $5. So you best believe this weekend I'm going to Walgreens and I'm stocking up. I just want to let y'all know that because I felt like I needed to tell somebody. <laughs> I cannot live with my, without my Bustelo, okay? I cannot, Okay. It is a need, especially when working from home. There's nothing I like waking up to more than having a really hot cup of Bustelo with some caramel macchiato creamer. Okay? That is my TED Talk for today. (laughs) But I am so glad that you guys have been loving the podcast. And um, yeah, if you guys want to submit any topics, please do because I feed off of that. I feed off of your feedback. So please submit any topics that you want me to go over, even if it has to do with content strategy, if it has to do with anything, even imposter syndrome, anything like that. And speaking of imposter syndrome, I do have a free masterclass coming up on the 27th. Um, If you're listening to this podcast after the 27th, then the replay is available. You can just go on to my Instagram and it'll be in a highlight where the replay will be. But if you're listening to this before the 27th, it is going to be all about how I moved past imposter syndrome and created more cash flow in less time. It's going to be I'm going to be walking you through everything I did to move past imposter syndrome, comparing myself to other people, comparing my journey to other people, really stepping into my worth and all of the tr- strategies that I've used to do that. 
Um, so it's going to be a really like meaningful masterclass that you're going to be able to access anytime. You get lifetime access to the recording. Um, and it's going to be such a great time for me to just be intimate with you guys and be super like vulnerable, open my heart and really let you know exactly what I went through. So I'm super, super excited for that. But um, I really hope this was able to help you. And until then, I will see you guys next week. So next time that you go to your nearest bodega, thank your local bodegas for me. <laughs> and who knows, I may be doing a giveaway on the next episode. So stay tuned and I will see you guys next week.